Welcome to Your Food Looks Funny. I am Marcus T, and today's questionable topic is the flavor rules. I'm not eating that. I'm not eating that. All right, today we're going to get into some rules. This is going to be a series, so look forward to more of these. But right now, we're going to get into one rule for flavor that you're looking for in your food. Um, and today's number one rule is there are no rules. Come on. A little background as to why I say there are no rules. And today's episode is going to be more of me looking back into my experience of cooking and how I've come along in the cooking realm, let's say. This isn't going to be a lot of science to this is going to be more of things I've learned along the way and why I like the food the way I do. Uh, let's go back to when I was a child. And again, this isn't going to take long, but it is an interesting view of how I got to where I was. So growing up, I never wanted to be a chef. Okay. I wanted to be an inventor, not a cop, not a fireman, not a doctor. I wanted to be an inventor. I don't know an inventor of what my creative outlook or my creative outlet was just making random stuff throughout the house. Just making random stuff. And I think that's why in school, science and math were my favorite subjects. Because we often had some kind of experiment, some kind of learning apparatus that taught us how to create stuff. Uh, so even with math, the numbers and the physics of things always tied back to the science for me. So inventing things was my... Uh, big thing when I was a kid. I wanted to invent stuff. I didn't know what, but I wanted to invent stuff. Let's fast forward to when I went to culinary school. I went because my dad suggested one day that I go or check out culinary school because I was making up food at the house, partially because he refused to cook for me. I think he was just trying to help me grow up in his own way. But making my own food up as I went along was my first step towards learning how to cook. It wasn't in school where I originally learned this. It wasn't from my mom because my mom did all the cooking uh, for me if she wasn't buying stuff from a restaurant. But dad wanted me to find my own path for cooking and doing housework for that matter. But cooking my own food and enjoying what I made. So I didn't understand concepts of cooking and certain rules that applied based off of what books or, you know, what teachings told me. I just made it up. And after a while, it got good. So the only things that I would make as a kid for food were cherry cheesecake because my brother taught me because I used to wake up in the middle of the night and eat eat all the cherries off the cheesecake that he would make. So he decided it wasn't worth it anymore. And he just taught me how to make it. And, uh, you know, the rest is kind of history from there. But making up things as I went along, when I first started cooking for myself as a teenager, was essential to how I cook now. So, you know, 15, 16 years ago, the way I was cooking is pretty much still the same way I cook now with a little refinement to it. So just because it's not supposed to go in something doesn't mean it can't go in something. And I'll get more into that now. Here we go. Uh, an example that I want to use of something that I make 
that didn't make sense when I first came up with it. But again, I didn't know the rules. I didn't know that, you know, cakes are supposed to have, you know, fruit or something in it. And I wanted a pound cake one day. So I wanted a pound cake and uh, I didn't want like a traditional lemon or like a sour cream or even a cinnamon or something. I wanted sweet potato. I don't know why sweet potato came in my head this day, but I wanted sweet potato and I wanted that flavor inside pound cake. So I looked up a recipe. There were a few that came up, not as many as you would a traditional pound cake, but obviously there were people who have thought of this same idea. So I took the recipe that I had. I added a little, some tweaks to it, some ginger, uh, some cinnamon, nutmeg, and uh, the glaze that I made out of it. I used orange juice with a little bit of orange zest and uh, some powdered sugar, which the orange and the sweet potato and the ginger just kind of play off of each other. Now, these flavors are used in different types of cooking, but it's normally in like uh, an Asian cuisine, but it'll be like in something hearty, like a chicken dish. It wouldn't be in a cake. So just because it's not normal, doesn't mean I wasn't supposed to make it. And I take that and, and do it with a lot of items that I make. Chicken sandwiches that are marinated in pickled juice. And people ask me, why why pickle juice? Well, how many chicken sandwiches do you know of that have pickles on them? Chick-fil-A, obviously. McDonald's tried to copy Chick-fil-A with a southern chicken sandwich that added pickles. Popeye's now has a chicken sandwich that has pickles on it. My favorite uh, chicken place, Lee's, now has a chicken sandwich that has pickles on it. It's just a southern thing. It's a flavor profile that just kind of, kind of plays off of each other. Fried chicken and pickles, the acid cutting through the fat. That's a traditional take on cooking. Acid balances against the fat. Pickle juice is basically just vinegar, but pickle juice and chicken. It just works together. You know, along with a little bit of uh, sweet and hot, I love it. Um, but again, the rules don't have to be, you know, something strict that you have to follow. The rules are whatever you make. And there will be more of these episodes to come that have more traditional rules to go along with them that may help you with your meals and help you find more balance in things that you don't like uh, to get you to like them better in different settings or with different ingredients. But right now, we're just talking about the basis of cooking. Everything is going to come back to this rule. That rule is there are no rules. Rule number one of Marcus's flavor rules. There are no rules. My wife has issues with certain, with certain foods. And again, she's part of the inspiration for this podcast in general. She won't eat a lot of things. And it might be because of texture. Sometimes, but other times she may not have just had it seasoned to a certain degree or had it turned on its head. So uh, right now I'm going to ask you a question. And when I ask you this question, I want you to think of the answer with your eyes closed. OK, close your eyes. OK, here's the question. Think of a taco in your mind. What is a taco? I'm not going to give you any guidelines on that. Just think of what a taco is in your mind. Okay. Some of you may have thought of something different. But how many of you thought of ground beef 
on a hard or possibly soft shell with lettuce, tomato, cheese, maybe sour cream, something of that sort, right? Why is that the guidelines of your taco? Maybe because you thought traditionally that's what a taco is. Maybe it had chicken. Maybe it had a steak or some other sort of meat on it. But you you were probably somewhere in that range, right? If you weren't, that that's great. That's great. You were thinking outside of the box. But most people, when they hear taco, they'll think Taco Bell. You know, that taco that they advertise there with the little chihuahua uh, from back in the 90s. That's what you think of. When you think of a taco, that's what I think of. Nonetheless, if somebody were to just say taco, my mind goes to what they could possibly be thinking. Ground beef with those toppings on, you know, possibly a hard shell. Or if you make it at home, the same thing. But there are different versions of that taco. There's this thing in, in, in culinary called fusion cuisine. Okay, Fusion cuisine is the combination of different types of cuisine, different cultures to form a different perspective on, on what you're looking at. So a fusion cuisine taco could be an inspiration from Mexican cuisine and say Asian cuisine. Okay. So if you do like a, uh, a hoisin flavored short rib taco, you know, it can still be of the same you know, mindset of the taco that you're thinking of with the built, maybe some sort of flatbread, right? Uh, some nice braised Asian flavored short rib, maybe a little hoisin, some ginger with a uh, with a ginger slaw. OK, maybe some cilantro still and some lime. It can still play off of both flavor profiles, you know, the Asian and the uh, the Mexican. Right. But it's not what you originally thought of. Because it went against the rules that you, you know of. When you hear certain things, your mind will go to familiar places. Break free from the familiar. Don't be a prisoner to your own past. Everything you've seen before is not how it's going to be tomorrow. Change your diet. And, and I'm not, when I say diet... Diet in scientific terms is just what you eat on a daily basis. Dieting is not good. And I don't know if y'all remember when diet soda became a thing. But diet was just a way to make people think it was healthier. And that's not typically the case. Okay? So diet, when I refer to diet, I just mean what you eat. Your diet can be expanded all the time. Think more outside of what you normally eat. And it doesn't have to be extreme. It doesn't have to be exotic. Whatever your mind thinks exotic is. Okay. This is a look inside yourself to figure out what flavors you like. Don't think about what it matches with. Okay. Sweet and sour don't always have to go together. You know, ketchup doesn't have to go in your fries or your burgers. Look outside of what you normally eat. Make something different. What can you combine today that didn't make sense yesterday? Because we all know that one person that we grew up with that ate something. You were like, ew. And, and we're not talking about, you know, nothing nasty here. We, we're talking about strictly food items, people. Strictly food items. Uh, I had a cousin that used to eat mustard on chips. 
didn't make sense to me then. Now it's just like, ah, that was his thing. And sometimes it, it tastes good. And if you've ever had like a, uh, like a burger or a hot dog or something and you got a, a few of your condiments on your sides, it might have been good. You know, mix a little bit of this. You had that plate where some of your items got a little bit too close and you got a little taste of your sloppy joe mix in with your chips. You ate them on top of each other. That's good. Try more stuff like that on purpose. Make it on purpose. You'll thank yourself. I think I go back and thank myself for making off foods all the time. All the time. I make ice creams out of flavors that they might match, but they might not have been an ice cream. I made a peach, blackberry, pecan ice cream the other day. Simply because that's what I had. I had some frozen peaches. I had some blackberry jam. I had some pecans that I toasted off. It worked. Like I said, I've said before, I spent many years in Georgia. And peaches and pecans are a way of life down there. I find as many ways to put them in different things as I can. And they just tend to work out more times than not. Put more of what you like into different things. Uh, so... My uh, my personal story behind some of this and how I got to the point of knowing that there were no rules. So my dad. Here we go. My dad is part of the inspiration behind my my liking of making people laugh and my liking of making food that doesn't make sense. My dad has a habit of going into the kitchen. Okay, he'll stand in front of the stove. He doesn't know what he's going to make. So he already has he's already down right there. He doesn't know what he's going to make, but he knows he's hungry or he knows we're hungry. He opens up the refrigerator, you know, I don't know what I'm going to make. He opens up all the cabinets. He's looking at ingredients. He's looking at spices. And then he just starts winging it. I'm just going to take this chicken here. I'm going to dump a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Matter of fact, I'm going to put this on it. None of it makes sense as he's building it. But the end result is always good. But if you ask him to repeat what he just made, there's no way that he can do it. One of his favorite lines when he makes something is, if you don't like it, I didn't make it. And it's almost abdicating responsibility for the dish that he just made. He doesn't know exactly what went into it. He can't remake it. And if you don't like it, that's on you. But chances are he's going to like it. And there weren't times that I can remember that I didn't like something that he just made off, off the top of his head. It was like a, a freestyle of food. He just made it up as he went along. It tasted great. You know, I didn't ask too many questions as to what went in it until I got older. Like his barbecue sauce. One day I saw him making barbecue sauce and he had everything out on the table that you wouldn't see when a person was making barbecue sauce. He had added pickle juice, grape jelly, chocolate sauce. He basically just threw the whole refrigerator of condiments into that barbecue sauce. And you wouldn't have picked those ingredients out, but he just kept swearing that it added depth of flavor to that barbecue sauce. And go figure, it would be good. Am I putting chocolate sauce in my barbecue sauce? Probably not. But was his good? Definitely. Because he knows there are no rules. 
I'll just leave that and let it sink in with you. All right, we'll catch y'all in the next episode. Not sure what the topic is going to be, but you can follow me on social media. Uh, YFLF Podcast. That's YFLF, as in your food looks funny, on Instagram and Twitter. Also, my fan page on Facebook is Your Food Looks Funny. Like, subscribe, follow, leave me reviews. Any other subjects that you may want to hear in an upcoming episode or that some things you just need clarity on. And I'll address those as well. Thank you for listening. Catch you all in the next episode.